0: There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Band. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Band, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And we're talking about Buffy.
1: For the first time in a very long (laughs) time.
0: (laughs) The name of the show has actually come back around. Weird. Well, the reason I throw that a little bit further, we're going through it chronologically is things for a little while, and still through all of this, aren't released in chronological order. This is technically what came first. This is what started this whole shebang. Well, I guess technically Frey came first in that one random angel story, but... In- Aside from those. <laughs> in general, the thing that kind of started getting Buffy moving forward again, and also not just Buffy, but other TV shows, they... There are always licenses that got turned into comic book properties, but they didn't usually have creators working on those books who also either created the characters or were working on the shows, and this is really a, a renaissance for that and started a lot of shows around the same period of time. It blew up for a few years, it's not as big now, but you know, this is still kind of the pioneer behind it. So what happened is Buffy went off the air in two thousand three, Angel lasted for another season, and then it was done. No more stories.
1: All done. Also, that would mean no more podcasts for us if it stayed like that.
0: There wouldn't, have, <laughs> yes. there wouldn't have been one in the first place. True. But then in 2007, Buffy came back. And not just under some random Dark Horse comic as they had done in the past, but under the tutelage of Joss Whedon.
1: Good use of the word tutelage.
0: I like it because it says toot.
1: Are you also big on other fun words like penultimate?
0: I'm really big on fart-related words. Like toot.
1: <laughs> like toot sweet?
0: <laughs> I am an adult. Are you? Nope. Nope. Legally, yes. Mentally. Emotionally. <laughs> Emotionally, no. <laughs> I am a small child. I know. But Buffy you've been gone for four years and it came back and it was a really big deal and it was really exciting at the time. So we're getting into season eight and we're going to have some ups. We're going to have some downs. Right now we're just going to kind of ride the high of excitement because this first one is pretty good. Season 8 will have its issues, and the most prevalent one is, this is a 40, well technically 43 issues.
1: That's so many issues.
0: And when you have one coming out a month.
1: That's so many years of issues. was <laughs> is a
0: long ass season.
1: Yes it is.
0: One season, multiple years. Yeah. Three and change.
1: Yeah, closer to four. Yeah. I could do math, because I was a mathlete.
0: I was on the math team.
1: Did you have a ribbon that said mathlete?
0: I think mine said worst member of the math team.
1: Were you really on the math team?
0: Yes. Okay. I think it was literally it was a requirement of the class I was in.
1: Makes more sense.
0: It was not by choice. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Like, I'm here to lose points. I don't know how you do that.
1: Math meets were fun, though. No, they weren't. I got trophies. Hated it. And then I got ribbons. I did not. And they said math <laughs> Sometimes I still tell my students that
0: but anyway buffy had been gone and buffy was back in the continuation of the story and something that we never thought was going to happen so aside from the 40 40 or 43 issues depending on how you want to count this there's also and we're going to see a little bit of it in this first arc a bit of being overjoyed at the i have no budget i have no budget i can do whatever i want kind of vibe that we get in this season
1: well that's not necessarily a bad thing it does kind of change the whole vibe of everything. You didn't or at least I didn't really realize how restricting
0: a television budget is until you see things exactly. that are suddenly like that so could far, never happen.
1: That's yeah. not a that's not a Buffy type scenario just because Buffy type scenarios are much cheaper. Smaller? Is what I was going to go with.
0: Yeah, well I mean TV budget versus literally no budget. Yes. But like I said, this season there's going to be a lot of growing pains, but you know, starting off, we're just at a high, so let's dig in to Buffy season wheat.
1: Well done, season. Want to try that one? Saison. That does mean season, but like a season outside. It'd be I, like in I C- just made
0: eat. that up. I was like, that sounds saison. Frenchy because
1: it's not, it's the beer, a saison. All right, it means season. Anyway, one problem that I had with this.
0: a little weird problem! I love. You're gonna jump into a weird thing. You're gonna jump into something I love.
1: I think it's an odd choice, is that both on the cover of this particular collected edition that we are reading and on the cover of this particular issue, the first one being The Long Way Home, Buffy is wearing a shirt with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer logo on it, which is a creative way of including the logo into the cover, and yet odd at the same (laughs) time.
0: I love these covers. It makes
1: me feel like whenever we wear the store shirts. To cons. <laughs>
0: Note that I don't.
1: Note that I do. Anyway.
0: I love these covers. A lot of the season eight covers are going to be done by an artist named Jo Chen. She's amazing. She does these beautiful painted covers.
1: Yeah, just so we're clear, it's, it's a gorgeous cover. It's just an odd choice to me that Buffy's branding herself.
0: Always be branding.
1: Yep. I've heard that once or twice. <laughs> oh, when you ask if I've bagged my store sweatshirt why yes i have
0: (laughs) let's dive into it let's critique her tank top
1: yeah buffy looks great though she has some great hair right here i wish my hair looked like that
0: like it was painted
1: yes
0: (laughs) i'm also gonna say because this only happened for this season and i'm probably gonna forget about it in the future season eight exists on blu-ray and also you can buy it through amazon as a motion comic
1: what's a motion comic
0: they put actors to the word bubbles and make the pictures move around in photoshop
1: huh are they the same actors that also gave these characters voices during the live action tv show
0: nope do they sound like them no nope. nope do they give weird line reads that i think totally change the intent of the script yes Yes. look it's to put it politely complete fucking garbage
1: I think you are confused as to the word polite.
0: <laughs> I don't. I liked the story. I'm like, oh, I'll totally buy the. I'll buy a season pass through Amazon. I have never come close to finishing it. Huh. Never buy it. It's awful. Most co- motion comics actually are absolute garbage. Don't buy them in general. Anyway. Sorry to be open with a chest. This is awful. All right. Third time's the charm. Derail. Let's get into the story.
1: The Long Way Home. We open with a title page.
0: And we get inner monologue.
1: The thing about changing the world, once you do it, the world's all different. And then it's a two-page splash.
0: We see Buffy and three Slayers jumping out of a helicopter. They have some kind of, like, crazy laser guns, and they are look kind of military. Yeah. But also with tank tops.
1: And only one of them's wearing a helmet? That doesn't seem super safe.
0: That's just a hat.
1: Oh. None of them are wearing helmets. <laughs> Not safe. Then Buffy says, everybody calls me ma'am these days. I would not like that.
0: So if you remember the end of Buffy season seven, it kind of ended with this idea of hope that maybe Buffy could have a normal life now that all these different Slayers have been called. There used to just be one Slayer in all the world or 2-1-Faith was running about, but now they've opened up to thousands of Slayers and Buffy's still deep in it because it'd be a really boring story if, like, Buffy the barista.
1: That's true. I guess she doesn't really have a college degree.
0: No. And she wasn't very good at high school.
1: No. Huh. That would be an interesting side note. If Buffy had a more commonplace job, what would Buffy's job be?
0: The double meat palace.
1: I don't think so. She got fired from there, didn't she? (laughs) That's true. I don't think they'd hire her back.
0: But Buffy kind of sums up what's been going on in her life, and just that she's leading a squad of Slayers. They have ten different squads working around the world now, and there are currently two cl- lookalikes of her. I was going to say clones. They're not clones. They're lookalikes that are also running around the world. One of them is literally underground, and the other one is partying up very publicly in Rome, dating someone called the Immortal, because Andrew said that would be hilarious.
1: I do miss Andrew.
0: <laughs> I just... Referencing that one, like the third to last episode of Angel, which frankly is kind of crap, but where they like get go behind Buffy and she's just dancing, you see her throwing her hair and it, Joss is like, yeah, that looks nothing like her and it definitely wasn't Buffy, so I needed to address that. Yes. Also, that episode's crap. Yes. Side note. Yes. But David Greenwald came back to direct it. I felt bad that the last thing he has his name on it is total garbage.
1: Yeah, but...
0: Also, this whole thing makes a little sense. So, Andrew thought it would be funny to have Buffy dating the immortal, but Andrew is the one who called Wolfram and Hart saying that something bad had happened, but they also coincidentally had to go to Italy to get the head of a demon to bring back to Los Angeles. It doesn't really work or make any sense. It's all very
1: convoluted. We just,
0: Joss had to throw in a thing of like, look, that thing wasn't Buffy. That thing dating the immortal.
1: That thing. That person? I guess. Oy vey.
0: That blonde lock of hair. And Buffy notes that, you know, things have changed, but not everything. She still has her watcher.
1: And so we cut to her watcher, who is now... Giles, Also Xander.
0: Nope. Oh, it's not Giles now.
1: Oh, sad. But now it's Xander wearing his eye patch. We had a long discussion about eye patches.
0: Yeah, when we were prepping this, it was just like 10 minutes of, what would you do if you lost an eye? I stand by the eye patch look.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: I wouldn't want a glass eye. I wouldn't want to do the weird sunglass thing. And I wouldn't want to just have a socket. No. I stand by the pirate look.
1: I just, I don't know. Anyway, so we find out that Xander's kind of running headquarters.
0: In Scotland.
1: And he- On a moor. Has a whole, in a castle. And he has a <laughs> whole gaggle of slayers and also- some general psychic witches
0: and there's some flirting he's flirting with a slayer named renee
1: Ooh, scandalous not really no it's not
0: how dare he flirt i guess he gives the order and buffy and the slayers that we saw jumping out of a helicopter dive into a church and this is the first time we see kind of the larger than life demons that we ever would have seen on the show
1: quite literally larger than life
0: No, they're not bad. Like, I love the design of everything. It's just there's always this vibe of this is more than TV could do.
1: Yeah, totally. And Buffy steps over some of their victims, kind of sassy to them, and then kills one with a crucifix that she picks up from the church.
0: I love it. It's so Buffy. Like, the demon gets all sassy at her. He's like, stupid human, I am no vampire. You think I fear the cross? She stabs him in the head and quips at him.
1: Might want to start. And so they go back and they inspect the victims. And on one of the victims' chests is a weird symbol that's been burned into it. Cut. It's been cut into it. Carved. That's been carved into it. And there's like a words. star above a horizontal line with um, an arc. And they're like, send in a picture to Xander.
0: What is this? But oh, we see someone... Flying above it all, watching Buffy. We can only see their boots. Black boots, long coat. And this is the first hint we see at this season's Big Bad. Their boots.
1: With a big black coat.
0: We know they have feet.
1: Don, don, don.
0: We cut over to a general. We see that the military is concerned about the Slayers, because there is literally an army of Slayers, and Sunnydale is a crater, which they're flying over in a helicopter.
1: And they keep doing explorations to find out what's happening down there. And it's a hole. It's a hole. So I send down a guy, and the guy's like, there's nothing down here, there's nothing down here, and then he gets attacked.
0: All horror movie style. Yeah. If, if this was yeah a horror movie, this would have been a jump scare. Right. And like, see that Buffy and Xander are trying to talk about this thing. Like, what does the symbol mean? And Xander notes that Buffy's really just ignoring Dawn, and he should probably go talk to her.
1: And so we turn the page, and we see that Dawn is not quite what she was before. Dawn is now a giant, quite literally. Yeah, I actually really liked this. these two pages. Um, Dawn is just a giant sitting there spanning four panels. And Buffy keeps moving around here as if they're having a conversation. But Dawn is still just the giant. I thought it was very clever.
0: And we don't know why Dawn's a giant. And no one seems to know why. Buffy notes that she was dating a thrice wise. We don't know what that is yet.
1: But his name was Kenny.
0: Oh, Kenny. And
1: Don's like I'm not going to tell you anything but I will talk to Willow. Have you t- have you found her yet? And Buffy's like not yet.
0: Buffy gets all she's like whatever I'm out of here. Yeah. And she goes and she's in her monologuing to herself
1: about how she misses home and she misses life being her version of normal.
0: And Buffy gets all kind of upset in her brain she's like Ugh, I know Don had sex with that Kenny. She told Willow about it but she won't tell me about it. We go back to the military where they said they've dug something up. Whatever did the jump scare has been recovered.
1: Yep, and it's in the room. It's in a room, and it's female referring to her as she.
0: It wants immunity for helping the government, and she wants cheese. A lot of cheese.
1: And she also has a boyfriend. Good things to know. So we turn the page, and we see that it's... Amy. Amy, the rat
0: girl. The witch rat girl
1: combo what a combo rat girl witch
0: amy if you don't remember amy was introduced all the way back in the third episode of buffy and her mother was a witch and switched bodies with amy so she could relive her youth as a cheerleader and then amy accidentally cast a spell amy became a witch cast a spell that turned her into a rat she became unratted was a drug addict and was willow's frenemy then mostly enemy yep than just kind of an annoyance
1: right and amy i was never the biggest amy fan during the series so anyway she's back i don't think it's
0: bad to bring amy back
1: i don't either i don't think it was a poor choice i just was never a big fan of amy
0: but that's the end of issue one i love the character voices i mean it's joss writing it he knows these characters inside and out they are pitch perfect
1: yeah and after some kind of rough ones that we've read so far it was really nice to hear their voices again there were some that were fantastic especially in the spike series of things but it's nice to hear joss again
0: yeah imagine if
1: people call him joe instead of joss
0: it's his name joseph
1: i know but imagine if people called him joe joe whedon
0: a-o joe
1: weird right anyway keep going
0: but i also like that there's a slow rollout of characters that really helped build the anticipation of the series like where are the rest of them
1: Right, and they get mentioned, you but they're not there. You feel cheated
0: by it either. No. You just want it. You want more. Good thing we're reading this graphic novel. There's more right now.
1: Right now.
0: And we open up with Giles.
1: Oh, Giles. And Giles is on a balcony addressing a gaggle of slayers. I'm saying gaggle. Did I say it again? What would a group of slayers be called? A murder. A murder of slayers? Yes. He's addressing a murder of slayers. <laughs> Do you know where I learned a murder of crows from?
0: No. No idea.
1: One Tree Hill, because that's what the book is called, that Chad Michael Murray's character writes. Anyway, so yeah, the murder of Slayers is down below, and they're all fighting.
0: And Giles is inner monologuing, as you do. He mentions how back in the day there used to be a ton of Watchers and one Slayer, and now he's the only Watcher, so the scales have slightly tipped.
1: Yes. And so he puts a halt to them. He says, you guys are all fighting as if you are individuals, but your strength lies in the fact that you are together
0: and we cut back to buffy who's training her own murder of slayers
1: yes she is
0: and essentially picks up giles speech
1: so she picks three girls out of the group and she's like okay you three take me down
0: It's the same three slayers there were buffy in the castle raid
1: yeah and shockingly buffy takes them down and she basically goes through the whole thing again that they need to work together if they're going to actually
0: make it work she wants to know, what was the first sign it was going downhill?
1: And then we cut to Andrew.
0: Oh my god, I'm so excited we get to deal with Andrew.
1: And Andrew is addressing another murder of Slayers, but his <laughs> are in a st- campfire situation.
0: <laughs> we have to stop with that. He, um, and I'm really jumping ahead here, but Andrew is a very tough character to write on the page. Most, I mean, so much of Andrew was the read that the actor gave and a lot of future writers are going to have a lot of trouble getting Andrew's voice right but here he's just a hundred percent Andrew
1: he's retelling the story of
0: Empire Strikes Back
1: Empire Strikes Back and of when Lando Calrizio came in and Cal- I'm sorry who Lando Calrissian
0: Lando Calrissio
1: I wanted it to rhyme <laughs> Lando <laughs> Calrissian comes in And how he's wearing his silly outfit with his light blue cloak and
0: how ridiculous the whole
1: situation is.
0: How Andrew definitely knew he was evil. And that was like when Star Wars started to take a little bit of a downhill turn. It was mostly just Lando's silly outfit.
1: You know, it is kind of a silly outfit, but I do like the cloak.
0: He does have a sweet cape.
1: I wish that cloaks were more of a thing.
0: So he goes into a very long thing about (laughs) Star Wars. And he goes, does that answer your question? And someone says no. And we're introduced to Simone. Simone is going to be a big deal later on. I like how she is sprinkled in early.
1: And Simone's question is, why do we have to use all this medieval junk if we are slayers? Can't we just use guns and get the job done faster? And Andrew just shuts it down.
0: Simone essentially looks like the lady version of Quentin Quire. How many of you got that? I didn't. It's an X-Men thing. I believe you. It is. Well, she does. I mean, she's literally Lady Quentin Quire except for more militaristic and less phoenix forcey and fewer ironic t-shirts either way we go back to scotland scotland
1: not a scottish accent somebody has never been to scotland it's not me and we see giant don who's bathing and talking to xander (laughs) abstracted by his eye patch from
0: From nicholas holt
1: yes she's talking to him too (laughs) as well And basically Xander's like, so just so we're clear, like, you weren't trying to get Buffy's attention by turning into a giant, right? That's not why you did this?
0: And she splashes him with the water. And He's like, hmm, touched a nerve. And we see that Xander goes later into the evening talking to Buffy about this. And he's like, it's not subtle. And then Buffy's like, no, it's all my fault. And Xander's like, yep, heard the song and dance before. How about you cut the crap? And then we get into something kind of weird and Mm. something that I feel like was being built as something that Joss changed his mind about. He's not one to accidentally drop hints.
1: No, I was so taken aback when I was reading this that I stopped everything and asked you is this real instead of actually just continuing to read because, you know, I needed to know right then.
0: So Buffy asks Xander if he's coming to bed.
1: And she pulls him into her room and kisses him. And his head falls off.
0: Well, this is the line that makes me think that this was going to be a thing that was coming around later. She goes, I'll be gentle this time. So I think the original plan was they had hooked up, but I think it got ditched. We're going to see a thing later with Xander that I
1: want it to get ditched. I don't. Well,
0: it never it's never a thing and it's never actually referenced, so you're fine. That's good. But the kiss and Xander's head falls off. Yeah. Pops. It even pops off. And he keeps talking.
1: Like the game with the dandelions.
0: It's like Rock'em Sock'em sock robots.
1: Like that, too. And so Xander's head's popped off, and Buffy starts to fall out a window, which is confusing, into a demon's mouth. And we cut back to find Amy standing over her with a knife waiting to put it through her
0: it heart. Looks like, heart. She's going to stab her in the heart.
1: Yeah. So when what Buffy's we find asleep. out is that that army group that had Amy in their possession... Decided to use her as a way to get to Buffy.
0: Killing her would be cool.
1: Killing her would be cool, except it doesn't actually work.
0: Everyone rushes into Buffy's room, including Xander in his ducky pajamas.
1: I he, like the ducky pajamas. He has ducky
0: pajamas. And Amy stabs Buffy, and her dagger just kind of banana peels out.
1: Yeah, it split, is I think the word you're looking for.
0: Also a banana word.
1: <laughs> also a banana word. It browned. And Amy's like, What's happening? And Well, after like, this
0: they had to put it in the freezer so it could be used for banana bread later.
1: Do you not want banana bread later?
0: I more meant I was just trying to think of banana terms. I was thinking bad knife, bad banana. <laughs> you took it very personally.
1: Well sometimes you get a little you get a little feisty about the things that I leave in the freezer, like the yarn. It's
0: in there for a year.
1: Well, I'll leave the bananas in there for a year too. Oh, <laughs> Do you know you can make banana ice cream anyway? No. With <laughs> <in> chocolate
0: chips. <laughs> at least bananas are food. But I wanted to kill the all. Um. But Amy laughs at them. She's like, haha, I've put her under my spell, and the only thing that can wake her up is the kiss of true love."
1: Which is very Disney
0: esque. And she gets kind of crappy towards Zander. She's like, "You want to give it a try?" Which again, I feel like Joss was
1: hinting at something here. I don't think
0: they were going to like be in a relationship. I think he was just hinting, like they had hooked up at some point, like, while they were both having a dry spell.
1: I don't know, but it didn't, I didn't like it.
0: It doesn't go anywhere. I'm glad. Amy <laughs> summons a army of zombies that attack the castle. And Buffy, while she's still asleep, inside of her dream space, someone comes up to her. She's like, you can't give up that easily, Buffy. I have so much I need to show you, my love. And we can't see his face. All we know that it's a white dude with a... Pretty tight tummy.
1: And a big coat.
0: A big black coat. Who could it be? No one you think it is. That's true. This is
1: very misleading, but I'm really glad that I was not reading this in its (laughs) issue form, like trying to think about this for a whole month Uh, instead of I thought about it for about seven seconds before I turned the page. Yeah. And so the slayers are trying to fight off the attack.
0: And they're losing, and Amy gets real crappy about it. She's like, haha, 100 slayers, and there's not one person here who can take me on. Uh
1: But then a voice comes from above, and Amy's eyes widen. And it says, as a friend of mine once said, I'd like to test that theory. And Willow's floating in the sky wearing a corset.
0: Willow can fly now, by the way.
1: Yeah, Willow can fly, and she does it all the time. Good for her.
0: Oh my god, it's such a good line. It's such a good callback. And if you don't remember, I'm sure you do, when Giles had been gone for about two-thirds of a season and came back to fight evil Willow, that's what he opened with on one of the only two-hour episodes. But Willow's back, baby! But how is that for an end to an issue? Oh, it's so good. It's so good it's So good just to get everything rolling out and everyone coming back.
1: To be fair, seeing Willow made me totally forget about the whole, like, who's Buffy talking to in her dream thing. But we cut right back to that at the beginning of the third issue.
0: My love. He called me my love.
1: And then I threw up in my mouth a little. Ethan Rain?
0: Because it's Ethan Rain of all people.
1: Yeah, it's an odd choice. He
0: hasn't been around since season four. He was thrown in military prison by Riley.
1: Which is a good place for him.
0: Or regular prison? Was that mean, was he in the initiative? But then the initial all went out, I don't know. Why is Ethan Rain back? But he Why is he in Buffy's dream? He's
1: in her dream, and that's all we really know. And it's
0: really him. This isn't like hallucination. This is just like Ethan Rain's in Buffy's head.
1: Right, because Buffy's like, what are you doing in my head? And he's like, Well, I kind of hitched a ride into your dream space.
0: So Ethan Rain, old British man, friends with Giles when they were kids, ran around, did a bunch of dumb magic together. Yes. Came back for a few episodes should just be a giant pain in the ass
1: yeah I really just screw up giles's life for a little while but you know it didn't do him any good and he got sent to prison so
0: and buffy wants to know what her dream space is and he explains that it's you're dreaming every dream you could ever dream of all time bloody blah just in her head in a crazy dreamy land and he pulls back a curtain for, to see one of buffy's dreams and apparently it's a threesome with spike and angel
1: yeah there are some cherubs around it.
0: There is some um, very explicit metaphor going on there involving an erupting volcano and a couple of trains and a, going into either end of a tunnel. It's a whole thing.
1: I didn't notice it. <laughs> if we're <I'm> being honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I just moved on.
0: And Buffy's like, nope, don't need to look at that. We're moving on.
1: And we cut back to Willow fighting with Amy. And Amy's like, is that really all you've got? And so Willow sucks out her power and is like, yes, I now know everything in your brain. Kind of.
0: But Willow kind of turns the army on its head and all of the zombies, instead of trying to kill the slayers, all ask if they can have that dance.
1: They do. It's very charming, but off-putting, I can imagine, if you were a slayer.
0: Gentlemanly zombies. Mm Mm-hmm. And Amy attacks Willow and Willow starts freaking out to the point where she has to go... And turn into Dark Willow. She gets all veiny and black-haired and black-eyed and zaps the hell out of Amy.
1: And then, Giant Dawn shows up and squashes Amy under her foot.
0: Which is, you know, helpful.
1: Yeah, it really is. But what I like here is that Dawn is like, hey, you're back. Also, are you evil again? And Willow's like, it'll fade. I like that Willow has control over herself again
0: this is a little bit of a continuity thing i don't want to talk about it yet but the spike series that we read has to take place before this unless there is a really big time jump in between spike and angel at the movies and spike going off to vegas because willow mentions to spike that dawn is kind of hard to miss which is a ha 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 she's a giant but then she shows up here she's like why are you big yeah and i i don't want to get in I don't feel like spoiling things yet, but this Spike story has to take place first, so a little bit of a fuffle. On the other side of things, Buffy is still asleep, and we see her falling through her dream space, and she has all of these different scenes that we've seen from her past. We see Buffy and Angel and Faith and the Master and Buffy writing on her notebook, Buffy and Angel forever and graduation, and there's a little picture of Joss that gets stuck in there too.
1: And then Ethan tells Buffy that she can actually access Amy's dream space because Amy has accessed hers. It's like a two-way street kind of thing. And Buffy finds herself in this room, and there are three X's, and Ethan Rain is in the middle of the three X's, kind of like captured in a prison. He's like, you kind have to like... remember this when you wake up. Twilight is falling. You're going to need that. Twilight is falling. And she's like, what?
0: Uh, so, you know what wasn't popular yet when this came out? Twilight? Good guess.
1: Or Falling?
0: Falling, yes. Okay. But, yeah, so Ethan throws out our first reference to Twilight, and it's not a young adult book series. Unless you're counting these comics. Are these a young adult book series?
1: I don't know, but I feel like that just rocked your whole world <laughs> thinking about it.
0: What have I done with my life? <laughs> Ran a comic book store.
1: <laughs> Woo! Paste your livelihood on the picture books.
0: But Buffy is still asleep, and she feels something on her lips, and she wakes up and yells, Cinnamon buns!
1: Which, I'm going to be super honest, I read that, and I was like, I would like a cinnamon bun. <laughs> Not what I was supposed to think.
0: She's so happy. She's awake, and she sees that Willow's there, because Willow's been gone for a while, and we don't know what's up with Willow.
1: And so there's kind of a... Um, a check around and everybody's like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't know what anything really is. And they're like, well, keep everybody posted. So Willow decides to go down and get some info out of Amy along with Buffy.
0: Buffy has a moment where she's like, wait, who kissed me?
1: And everybody's like. And we have no
0: time to talk about who kissed Buffy because Amy opens up a portal that sucks Willow in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, Amy's whole getting captured thing was a trap so that they could get Willow. That's a trap. And so, immediately, the slayers bring down their psychic witches, and they're like, "Open up, portal! Open up, portal!" And while they're doing that, we Willow was on an
0: operating table. See
1: Willow on an operating table, and then we turn the page, and leaning over her with a saw is a
0: skinless man.
1: Yes, it's saying, Warren. You really got under my skin.
0: It's Warren because he ripped, because she ripped off all of his skin.
1: She really did. And it's really gross.
0: It, this is I love this page of him. Like in future issues and panels, it's not going to get quite this detailed with the art. We haven't really talked about the art yet. In this, this is being done by an artist named George's Genty. He's going to be for the most part our main Buffy series artist. Not entirely across the board, but he's definitely the guy that I associate the most with this series.
1: I like it. It's consistent. It's
0: he is really good. He looks has, good. He does really well capturing the actors' faces. He does.
1: And their expressions. Yeah,
0: he does really good creature designs. Overall, I really like his work.
1: But we see that Warren is back and he still doesn't have skin.
0: So there's this whole thing. It's my all-time favorite letter in a comic book. Warren mentions in the next issue that, you know, Amy was watching over him and only had a few seconds to save him before he died. So according to Warren, he never died. And someone wrote in, they were like, hey, but... Didn't Warren definitely have to die so the first, who can only take the appearance of dead people, you know, showed up as him? Good point, And Joss, reader. And Joss took the opportunity to respond to a letter himself. Just said, I forgot, okay? <laughs> Which I enjoy.
1: And so Warren is there and he's Gonna. starting to torture Willow.
0: Like, stabs her eye out with a scalpel.
1: Yeah, like, things are not going well for her.
0: So Buffy knows that she needs to gather up forces, or in this case, just one slayer, who we've seen a couple of times now. Her name is, I'm gonna mispronounce it, Satsu, you think? I've never had to say it out loud.
1: Yeah, I think Satsu.
0: But, she gets Satsu, she's gonna go through with her to go save Willow because... She's the best slayer that Buffy has with her, and Xander's like, yeah, I know that it's Willow, but I'm smart enough to know that this isn't my deal. Get a fighter to go with you.
1: Yeah. And meanwhile, Willow is talking to various beings kind of inside of her.
0: We'll find out more about them in the future, but they've granted Willow passage to go into a different realm with them so that while Willow is being tortured, she doesn't have to physically feel it.
1: Yeah, and they're like, but just so we're clear, like you're dying physically pretty quickly.
0: And Buffy's about to go through this portal that they are ready to open up, and she asks Satsu if she can borrow her lip gloss, and she's like, hmm, cinnamon.
1: Which I didn't catch.
0: Look, I didn't either when I first read this.
1: I didn't catch it, but when Buffy first wakes up, she yells cinnamon buns, so theory is it was Satsu that kissed her. And the army, it turns out, was pretty sure that Buffy would try to reopen that portal, so they have a... A big missile pointed at it.
0: A big mystical missile.
1: So the portal opens up, they shoot the missile, but the Slayers have also anticipated this kind <laughs> of Jesus. attack.
0: Yeah. And they
1: have a giant mirror.
0: And they just reflect it on back, and Buffy and Satsu run through the portal. Now that they've all been blasted with this mystical thing, and there's some great art of Buffy just kicking ass.
1: Yeah, with the fancy Slayer weapon. That's like a stake at one end and an axe at the other.
0: And she runs in to find Amy protecting a door in something that will never come up again. Buffy's like, you know what? Willow's a part of me even when she's not right next to me. And Buffy busts out some magic that's being powered by Willow. Like a giant gauntlet that she's punching dudes with.
1: And a shield and her eyes turn black.
0: Which is always a good sign.
1: Always a good sign. And
0: then Buffy says to Amy, like, I saw your dream space. I saw your nightmare. And she... Projects an image of Amy's mother, which is a big problem for Amy.
1: Yeah, and then she just kind of zaps her with her Willow magic.
0: Oh, they throw a grenade at her, too.
1: Also helpful.
0: Yep. And Buffy busts down the door, finds skinless Warren, and Amy teleports them both away. Buffy runs up to Willow, who's on the operating table, and she's fine. Everything's good. She's used magic to heal herself.
1: She's like, I'm a little tired, maybe.
0: But Buffy finds room 30. If there were three X's, thirty. Weird. Not porn.
1: Well, I never thought it was.
0: And Buffy busts down the door for room thirty and discovers Ethan.
1: But he doesn't look so great.
0: No, he's missing a good chunk of his head because a bullet went through it.
1: Yeah, so Ethan's very dead.
0: And here's the thing: like when I first read this, I'm like, okay, maybe Ethan's the villain because he's wearing a big long coat, got you know boots on and everything. Like maybe that was Ethan who was watching her the whole time and. He's really going to be our big bad, and this is totally just a misdirect, and he's definitely coming back.
1: He's not.
0: Yeah, he's just dead.
1: Yeah, so say your goodbyes.
0: So it's really, like, why bring him back just to kill him? What point does this serve? Like, this doesn't serve the story in any way. He's just...
1: He's kind of a disposable messenger. That's about it.
0: Great, cool. So Ethan's dead now. Hope you weren't a big Ethan Rain fan, because, well, he ain't coming back. Was anybody? Well, he comes back once as a zombie, but beyond that... But the general who killed Ethan tries to shoot Buffy and she throws him against the wall to reveal that same skin carving that she saw earlier that he identifies as Twilight. The Twilight is coming.
1: Yeah, and so Military Guy kind of explains the whole thing to Buffy. He's like, you are terrible and we are scared because you have all the power and your power comes from demons. And what if you decide that you don't like how the humans are running things? Are you gonna turn against us? The humans don't like you. And we want you dead.
0: And he just goes, You're at war with the human race. George's is really good with his art. Like she's surprised, considers it, gets resolute, and just says, Okay. Well,
1: and she sh- starts out with O at the very beginning when she's surprised.
0: And it's really good art. You really okay. see Yes. A very <laughs> perky okay. Okay. Every season of Buffy essentially has a theme to it, and this kind of lays out our Season 8 theme, which is power and what do you do when you have it. So, those are our first four issues. We're going to talk about one more, but it's going to be more uh, kind of general discussion of it. It's one called The Chain, and it's really our first sign of some of the problems that Season 8's going to have. The Chain is a good story the chain is a good standalone story and season eight suffers heavily from bloat. Right. So although it's nice to see, it's not what we're here for. And it just adds months to the years long story.
1: It would have fell in nicely into the tales of the slayer that we read back in the day. Yeah, but it's not, but it is a tale of a slayer. But it's not directly connected to the main story, and there's enough going on in the main story already. We're trying to figure out what's going on with Giles and what's going on with Andrew. Never mind what's happening with Buffy and all of this military situation and then where was Willow and, at and this point. Buffy has to Don been... Don is a giant
0: and Buffy hasn't been back for very long and we're already diverting away from the main story. So the quick gist just the story is told um very much out of order, so we'll just kind of give it to you in a linear fashion. There is a girl, who is chosen. Uh, when Willow did her voodoo. This girl was at school, and she felt a connection to all the slayers. She got her powers, and then through a TV ad that Andrew did with Vi, who is played by Felicia Day, mm-hmm. she sees. It. It's like it's very funny, like terrible She's Like, do you have strange powers and dreams of girls from the past? If you do, call this number. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. And so she does. She calls the number and she connects with the Slayers and life is great. I think it was
0: supposed to be Rona who she was talking to because the girl is...
1: I could believe that. I could roll with that. Yeah,
0: because she's talking very specifically about Buffy's look. So I want to say it was Rona.
1: Yeah. and Who will never
0: see again, by the way. And so... Bye, Rona. She Thanks for showing up.
1: is living there with them all and... She goes into a private meeting and they're saying... With Rona. With Rona. We're
0: going to call her Rona. I have nothing to... Ba- they don't mention her by name, but I think it's her. The only reason I think it's Rona is because she's talking about Buffy's specific look.
1: Yeah. I don't think that it's a far stretch at all. And so she's in this conversation and...
0: She's like, you, you got Buffy's look, but we're going to have to do some changes.
1: We're just going to have to dye your hair, but you need to keep it up by yourself because you're not going to be with others. Your and- roots
0: will show. Can't have that.
1: She's like, whoa, 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 what, what are we talking about here? So... Either way. They're like, well, you know that we are trying to find Buffy duplicates. And so your task would be to go live underground.
0: This is the underground one that Buffy mentioned.
1: And protect us from what is happening underground. We think that there is some demon cell under there and there's an a lord down there we think but we're not really sure
0: so go be buffy go check it out and this girl we see most this is all told mostly out of order but she's underground and she's fighting and she's fighting with her fairy companion and the fairies she's like go you have to tell the other slayers like we found what they're gonna do an army's gonna attack and kill a bunch of humans and the fairy's like i did not lay my eggs in your ear canal just for you to die and she's like excuse me what She's like, never mind. I didn't say that.
1: She's like, bye. Then she leaves. So the Slayer, the we never even do we ever learn her name. No, we never do. Um, The Buffy duplicate is down there, and she's just using Buffy's name to try and instill fear into the demons down there, kind of like the Dread Pirate Roberts in um, the Princess Bride. That's all I could think of the whole time. And. She gets herself in a spot of trouble, and she's fighting with these demons. And And she's she's killed. She's saying, I I have never even met her.
0: And you don't know my name. And it's kind of, it's sad. It is
1: really sad. Also, it seems to me kind of odd that Buffy would not want to meet her duplicates, and her duplicates wouldn't want to meet Buffy.
0: Buffy's a busy lady this season.
1: I guess so, but it, it did seem a little odd.
0: And she dies, and we never mention her again. Yep. Not a bad story, but this was really well-received when it came out. But it's just, we're just getting back into
1: the world, and now it's like, and here's a side note. Also a depressing side note, but here it
0: is. Yeah, when when it came out, I was, I don't know, I've kind of gone, I started kind of low with this one, then I liked it and I've kind of turned against it again. When it first came out, I'm like, I don't care.
1: Right, you just wanted more of...
0: It had been years. and you The just,
1: main character. You just
0: gave me a, a small tasting of them again. I'm like, it's been years. I just want to know what's happening with these characters. And then I kind of turned. I'm like, you know what? It's a, for a standalone. It really does. It's structured very well. It gives a good range of emotion. I like it. And now I'm back to like, there's a lot of issues in this season.
1: Yeah, it's a good story. But I read it and I was like, wait, what? What did that... Not that it's unimportant and not that it's not connected at all to what's happening in the main story, but I guess it's just there are so many threads being created right now in that first arc that to drop all of them to do this kind of one off issue, knowing that I'm going to have to pick them back up again, it's just
0: like, what's Twilight? Who kissed Buffy? Why did Kennedy die for a month? As Willow said, we'd never find out, by the way.
1: Oh, well, what's up with Giles? What's up with Andrew? You know, all of these things, and instead we just find out about the nameless slayer who takes Buffy's name and takes her place and dies in her place. And that is so incredibly tragic and so incredibly sad and well done, but it's not the main thing.
0: We're not here for that. But we're into Buffy now. We're going to, much like we did with Angel, where we had a good long streak of Angel, we're going to have a good long streak of Buffy before we go back over to that, the other side of the coin, but... Here we are, the Buffy back issue, bin, been finally talking about Buffy. So there you go. Hey, I'm glad to be we here. We finally
1: made it back to our titular character.
0: Sorry, I'm sure we lost people...
1: Along the way.
0: ...months ago who were like, where's Buffy? Thanks for hanging out. She came back. And she'll never go away now. Sounds good. From our hearts or minds.
1: And so, Unless
0: where we can we find us?
1: Whenever you say plugs, I think of hair plugs. And I think about how on... House Uncle Jesse got hair plugs one time during a like flash forward episode.
0: I never watched that show. Well, literally never a single episode, huh? But you can find me over at editorsnotecomics.com on Facebook. I should just really say Facebook and Twitter. I'd never use Instagram, it's rare,
1: rare at best. They're not bad pictures though. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome.
0: Uh, the show's also on YouTube. If you want to get the show a week early. If you throw a buck away once per month over at patreon.com slash comics, get you the show a week early. Also my other show, the Editors Note Comics podcast, a weekly news and topical show a day early. One buck. One buck per month.
1: One buck. And you get...
0: So much content.
1: All sorts of good stuff.
0: And the show's also over on YouTube and iTunes. If you could rate, review, subscribe, all of that would be appreciated. But we'll be back next week. To talk about a different Slayer.
1: Sounds good. We'll see you then.
0: It's Faith. (laughs) Sorry, just clarifying. (laughs)